and welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and special co-host Lady Muse of HouseOfSelfEmpowerment.com in Victorville, California. This week, we'll be joined by a very special guest who will be a luminaria star in the great state of Maine, bringing us today's topic on where magic meets medicine. Afterwards, we'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and described by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and calls into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Conjurman Ali and Lady Muse. Conjurman Ali? Thank you for that lovely uh, introduction, Papa Newt. Um, as you can tell, I am not Miss Cat, and Miss Cat is away this weekend. She's uh, uh, at an, an event, but will be returning next week. We are very fortunate to have Lady Muse, a fan favorite, return back and fill in the shoes as guest co-host. We're very excited to have her. Welcome to yay. all of you. I mean, yay! We're excited to have all of you here. Uh, we're we have a very interesting show uh, ahead of us. Um, we currently don't have our uh, guest yet, uh, Luminaria Star. Uh, we're hoping that she'll join in in a few minutes. Um, if if nothing is wrong, um, uh, if not, hopefully we wish her the best and hopefully everything's okay. But regardless, we will continue on. We have a very interesting topic planned. We have one about remedies. So we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the sort of medicinal, herbal, uh, spiritual healing component uh, of hoodoo today. Uh, but before we get to our topic, let's just check in with everyone, see how everyone's doing. A little bit of news uh, on my end. I'm wrapping up May, uh, doing a lot and lot of kind of attraction work for people, uh, whatever May was, for whatever reason, whatever the stars aligned, all my clients were really asking for attraction work, people were asking for crown of success work, for kind of blessing work, for general improvement of life. So that's been quite nice. Um, I often remark that doing that type of work is not only pleasant spiritually, um, but also it makes the house smell nice when you're working with oils like Love Me Oils and Come to Me Oils or Attraction Oils or Crown of Success Oils or Incenses of the sort. The entire place smells lovely. Um, I'm often called upon to do quite intense uh, spiritual work. Um, uh, someone jokingly once called me uh, the special forces of hoodoo. So I, I don't get a chance to do a lot of kind of pleasant work. I'm always doing reversal and breakup or crossing and whatnot. So it's nice to have this break. May was a great mo- month of just really uplifting work of, of doing 
stuff that was light and pleasant and improving, and the entire house spiritually feels great and smells good as well. So it's it's been fantastic uh, along those lines. Um, that's that's really it on my end. I've been busy as usual. Let's check in with our wonderful guest co-host, Lady Muse. See how she's doing. Welcome, Lady Muse. So glad to have you. Um, what's new in your neck of the woods? Well, hello there, Contraman Ali, and hello, Papa Nude, and everyone in the chat room um, in Radio Land. Um, well, we have a lot of things going on on this end. Actually, the wind has been picking up, so Oya is uh, at her finest right here where we are, up in Victorville. Um, lately, we've been working on, you know, educational success work because we have a lot of graduates, a lot of uh, teenagers going off to college, and we're so excited for them. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that this summer we are preparing and and getting those baths done and, and, and preparing to go off to college and make uh, the, the college uh, path successful. Also, we've been doing a lot of reconciliation work in addition to some baptisms and some weddings that have been manifesting. So we are oh, really wow. thanking God for all of the blessings that have been coming in thus far. And uh, we've just been working, 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 busy like bees. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. This is, you know, a sign of a good summer to come. All the positive things. Um, yes, yes, you know, yes. Yeah, let's let's dive a little bit into our uh, topic today, which was presented by okay. our our guest Luminaria Star, which I'm hoping she'll join us in a little bit. Uh, uh, ah, she, there she is. She's in the chat room. Uh, if you want to raise oh, your hand, great. Luminaria Star. Uh, in the uh, if you're calling in so that we can make you go live, uh, that'll be fantastic. But let's uh, I'll introduce it, the our topic until uh, that moment. Um, we are talking about uh, remedies, specifically remedies in hoodoo. When we talk about hoodoo, we often think of hoodoo as sort of a, just a magical tradition, but really it's a it's a holistic spiritual tradition. It has uh, bits about it that are, are dedicated to healing. There's magical mm-hmm. components to it, how to get a job and, and, you know, how to, you know, find love. But there are also components mm-hmm. of it that deal with everyday life. What happens if your child gets sick? What happens if you're right. sick? Or what are the herbal components of it? Uh, let's see if we can make Luminaria star live real quick. Uh, Luminaria, is that you? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Welcome. We can hear you. Welcome, welcome. Yes, yes, yes. Glad to have you uh, join us. We're just introducing the topic, so we'll turn this over to you in just a second. Um, So remedies really uh, form a very important component of the work that we do as spiritual workers, and in particular in hoodoo. There are a lot of people who may not view themselves as practitioners of hoodoo specifically, um, who don't see themselves as magic workers per se. And if you ask them, they're like, oh, wow, that's, this isn't magic, but who still work within the hoodoo tradition generally in the form of healing, in the form of remedies, mm-hmm. in the form of medicine. And so it is a very common practice and probably the most common practice uh, within the African-American spiritual traditions is the art of healing. What do you do when someone has a cough? What do you do when someone has a cold? Uh, what are the different ways of mixing herbs and things that are right in your kitchen? And it's important right. to re- remember that component of too, is that while hoodoo has a strong natural magic component, it doesn't always mean that hoodoo workers are out in the garden. A lot of the stuff that, that the practitioners pull from are right in their kitchen. 
things that right they have the in, their, <laughs> in their house. Right there in the kitchen, exactly. So in let's turn cabinet. this over to Luminaria Star, who uh, uh, does a lot of work with herbs, and in the past she has presented uh, topics about this here on the radio show. Tell us a little bit about how remedies and healing uh, feature in your work, Luminaria. Well, chances are if it's not in your kitchen, it's growing in your yard or in your neighborhood, or you can go to the grocery store and get some. And if it's even too exotic for that or from a really far away place on the planet, chances are that you can go to the nearest city and find an oriental grocery store and buy it there. And nowadays, you can order it off of Amazon. Yeah. Or eBay. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> so Yeah. Now one of the one of the most famous of the magical herbs that is extremely commonplace is chink foil. And mm-hmm. we're talking about you you mentioned colds and fevers mm-hmm. and flus. Well, chink foil is very good at helping your body to reduce fevers, um, Mm -hmm. helping you to sweat. But it's also absolutely the most famous magical accelerant, and it really emphasizes and strengthens pretty much any spell that it's added to. Mm -hmm. So you have both of these present in the one herb. And mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. find it in almost any backyard in America. Mm-hmm. It looks like a strawberry, and as a matter of fact, it's related to the strawberry. It's a potentilla, like the strawberry mm-hmm. family. Um, some people call it Indian strawberry. It has a yellow flower instead of a white one. And the berries are really not tasty. In the varieties that grow berries, they don't really taste mm-hmm. like anything. But that's not really the point. You gather the leaf and dry it. Mm-hmm. and add it to anything and safely use it for colds and fevers. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and that's yeah. just the beginning. Right. And then what, what you bring up an interesting point is that a lot of herbs uh, have both magical qualities and healing qualities, and sometimes those overlap, um, and sometimes less so, especially if those that are, you know, drawn more from the doctrine of signatures than there is from the way they look rather than what they're affected. But more often than not, they do overlap. There is some connection between what an herb or root can do medicinally and what an urban root can do spiritually. What about you, Lady News? What are some ways that you incorporate remedies in your spiritual work? Um, are they an important feature of what you do? Like in clients come to you and you're also, you know, administering remedies or, or, or less so? Okay. Well, one of my favorite ones is uh, mm-hmm. rue. Okay, and um, oh, yeah. rue. Yeah, but we have to be careful with rue because you know if we can't take too much of it, and we always make mm-hmm. sure we recommend that you always consult your physician first. Make sure you're not allergic to certain things. But I do like rue uh, because mm-hmm. of its cleansing properties, and um, mm-hmm. 
It also is good when we're doing fertility work because it helps to mm. regulate a, the menstrual cycle. Because, you know, when we're doing fertility work, we have to uh, mm-hmm. pray and focus in on correcting the problem. And in order for a woman to uh, have a child, she has to have a regular cycle. So rue is, is good to use when we're doing fertility work. So, you know, there's different types mm-hmm. of ways. What about you, a man? You have a good one that you like? Which one of your favorites? Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Life Everlasting, which I brew into a tea, um, ah, and it has a very yes, yes. great yeah, it's a great quality for uh, yes. overall healing. It's uh, often jokingly yes. called the poor man's coffee. Really good yes. stimulant. Um, it's also uh, traditionally used in in a variety of different uh, alchemical traditions uh, for literally mm-hmm. extending life. Um, so I'm I'm actually a big user of teas. So there's a lot of different kind of herbal teas that I uh, use. Um, there's a very famous Middle Eastern tea. It's an old cure known as mm-hmm. Joshanda, which is every every kind of Middle Eastern family has their own mix of it. But it usually involves uh, you know some spices like uh, cinnamon and allspice, the very common there, uh, but also a variety of different. Uh, herbs like chamomile, and it's all mixed together. So again, you you ask, you know, multiple Middle Eastern families, and it'll give you like six different recipes. But they all agree that there is this mix of spices and herbs, and it's used to cure uh, coughs and colds and fevers. Mm-hmm. And it's a sort of panacea. It's an old cure that's used for a variety of different things. But what's interesting is it's really horrible tasting because it's overly herby, and then it's got this weird kind of sickly, spicy component to it. But one of the ways that it's made yeah. palatable is honey. And I use honey in a lot of my honey. healing. Right. Honey is mm-hmm. both a powerful remedy that you could put on the skin itself, um, or okay. you can actually uh, drink it, or you can add honey to any bit of tea. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. remedies come in multiple different forms, I think, and uh, hopefully you both can agree with this. They can be things like tinctures, they can be things like teas, they can also be compresses mm-hmm. or things that you put on the skin. There's a whole line of beauty works that come out of the hoodoo tradition. Uh, the pomades, herbs that you put into your pomades, uh, you know, um, oils that you add into your various lotions, all done mm-hmm. for either increasing beauty, vitality, health, and whatnot. So remedies don't always necessarily uh, mean fixing what's gone wrong. They can also be proactive, things that you take right. regularly. So for me, life, life everlasting was a very common one. Everyone I knew growing up in Virginia in particular would drink life everlasting tea as a kind of this will make us live longer. Um, and it was mm-hmm. just the thing you did. You didn't do it when you were sick. You drank it regularly. That was the tea you drank. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that you find similar approach? Do you use remedies, Luminar Star, when uh, only in matters of illness, or there are there certain remedies that you incorporate as a regular practice, or something that you recommend your clients do regularly, whether it's for vitality or health, or or do you view remedies more as a sort of medicine that you would take once you're ill? I use herbs as a lifestyle. They are mm. constantly in my cooking, in mm-hmm. my self-care products, in literally everything I do. I make a lot of my own self-care products because I am very allergic to a lot of substances that are used in commercially prepared products like that. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of I make a lot of my own stuff and Yes, I use it to address problems, but I also use it to prevent problems 
and also for the sheer pleasure of it. Mm -hmm. Um, They make things taste good. They make things smell good. They make they add a certain extra little something because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're blending magic with medicine here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the point, you know. Um, And it takes a while to sort of build up your mojo, if you know what I mean. It's like um, keeping your battery charged. Right. Yeah, and it's also, you know, do you both have like certain herbs that you've developed relationships with or a connection with over a period of time that you turn to for this type of work? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, one of my current big favorites is comfrey. Um, mm, right. I've noticed that I've noticed that it has many, many different applications, mostly for the skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And healing. If you have injuries, um, later mm-hmm. on in this, the free spell at the end, uh, I'm going to be giving a sort of a crack cream recipy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But you see, it also has, it, it also has this property, spiritually speaking, of drawing things together and holding them together, which is related okay. to mm-hmm. its medicinal property. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's very grounding because the roots are very deep, you know, and it's very prolific. If you have comfrey in one place in your field next year, you're going to have it in a dozen places in your field, and the year mm-hmm. after that, it's you'll have you'll have little colonies of it everywhere because the stuff spreads like crazy. But it is such mm-hmm. a helpful herb. You can you can pulp the leaves. And make them into a poultice for really mm-hmm. serious burns. Uh, combine it with honey once you make that sort of mush out of the leaves. Um, and by the way, it's a good thing to very briefly immerse them in uh, very hot water first, because it all the leaves are covered with these very stiff little hairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that can be irritating at first. Um, so you plunge them into the hot water and then basically just pulp them up as best you can. You can put them in the blender, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it has almost a miraculous healing effect on burns, uh, road rash, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you have a bad fall on gravel or something like that. That's really a, a great way to help the injury heal up very quickly and with minimal scarring. I have so, a quick question, Luminaria. Now, have yes. you used agrimony as far as healing properties are concerned, for healing properties? Um, agrimony? I, no, uh, it, not really very much. Um, I experimented with it a little bit some years ago, mm-hmm. but, you know, there, there's, there's so much to work with and so much to choose from. That you can't do everything. <laughs> Believe me, I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is um, there's a lot of different uses there for comfrey. Um, I wanted to ask uh, Lady Muse, what about you? I mean, comfrey seems to be the, the kind of go-to herb, or one of, I should say, for luminaris. Or do you have something that you turn to regularly? Like that, that's your herb, or that you, or a few that you've built a relationship with that you can rely on to heal or for remedy work. 
Right. Well, that's what I was asking her about was the agrimony. She likes the comfrey, and mm. I like comfrey as well, but I also like the agrimony. It has so mm. many different uh, things that it helps. It it reduces the inflammation. It improves the digestive function and yeah. bladder control. And, you know, helps with menstrual issues. It clears the skin. It detoxifies the body. It does. It does a lot of things. You know, it, it it's a very good healing herb. In addition to its magical mm-hmm. uses, you know, we also use that for and when we're doing cleansing and crossing work. You know, baths and things of mm-hmm. that nature. And um, there's so many different ways you can apply it. Like you love the teas, you can do it as a tea. You can do it as a concoction, a bath, a wash, a tincture. You can do so many different things with it. Uh, like she was saying, it's so many different herbs that is, you know, it's like a kid in a candy store. Which one do you use? <laughs> <laughs> Divine. Yeah, I've, I've, heard that, uh, I've heard that. <laughs> I have been told that it was. Uh, a very good herb for Capricorn specifically, which was what made me buy some a very long time ago. But, you know, life gets in the way. Other things happen. You use what's familiar. And I never really, I never really got into that. One note, further note about comfrey is it has been declared unsafe to take internally, which is actually kind of a lie. (laughs) But, you know, that's what, that's what the FDA is currently saying about comfrey. Um, never mind the thousands upon thousands of years that it was used internally as well as externally without harm. But yeah, I, it may also be know, because of the contaminated soils in which it, ha- in which it has been found growing and perhaps yeah, samples that were tested from those plants. Because this stuff, you know, it has a very deep root structure, so it pulls things out of the soil. And if the mm-hmm. soil is contaminated, then it's in the plant. So, right, and that's right. something to be well, aware you know, of with root type things. Right, Go and on. it's also important to recognize here that that when you're working with any type of uh, healing work, remedy work, or anything that you need to consume, you should be aware of what you're working with. You should be aware of the herbs and the effects that they have in your body. Don't just take any old thing. Right. Don't just think that if right. you can brew something into a tea, you can just chug it down. That's not, you know, don't do that. Not all things that are natural are good for you, and not all things that are natural, right. uh, you know, are Smart. healing. You know, they're, so be aware <laughs> of that. Um, and, and we're, and and this we're is dealing with that. that we're dealing with conditions that did not exist for our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Being very depleted and very contaminated. So one of the things right. you are urban homesteading, and you have decided to put in an herb garden. One of the most priceless things you can do for yourself is that first year or two, when you are planning out your area, plant something like yarrow. And the reason why is it will detoxify the soil. It will actually pull the toxins out of the soil. Don't use Mm. the plant medicinally after this, of course, and don't put it in your compost pile, but actually remove Mm. it from the premises when when the season is over. Now, this also has a magical application because yarrow is supposed to protect and expel evil. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a sort of exorcism herb. So consider that while you're detoxifying your soil, you are just de- to some extent detoxifying the spirit 
of your land. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and again, some so, overlap like that. Well, one, one that doesn't, for example, is licorice, right? So licorice we use in hoodoo very frequently, sort of commanding work in control work. I use it, for example, as the backbone of most of my doll baby work. It shows up in a lot of jars. But it also happens to be in terms of... of um, medicinal property that has a fantastic property of soothing the stomach uh, adding a little bit of mm-hmm. licorice to uh, your teas is really good for example the herbal mixture I mentioned earlier Joshanda very popular and from Pakistan to Turkey all through the Middle East that also has licorice in it and has a good soothing quality uh, plenty of people I know also powder it and use it um, uh, along with some type of uh, either gel or lotion or some type of liquid as a sort of topical mm-hmm. ointment so you can mix it in with beeswax you can mix it in with a some type of gel base um, and it's really great for kind of treating any type of skin condition you can use it even for uh, acne but again always test it out on, on a piece of skin first to see you know if it's too irritating for you or if your skin's very sensitive to it always test out something like that but it's a really great herbal treatment for soothing the skin for dealing with uh, any type of rashes dealing with uh, pimples and acne but also soothes the stomach as well has really great qualities for the respiratory system but that's one example of an herb that I prefer like a lot of kind of herbal mixtures that we use for baths can also be made into to tease themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Again, be aware in advance of what you're putting into your herbal mixture. If you've put in something like John the Conqueror root, that's not something you should be drinking. <laughs> but oh God, I, no. most no. of you, yeah, <laughs> don't do that because you 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 will be regretting it for quite some time. Yeah, it'll be quite painful. But you will, um, on the other hand, most other herbal mixtures that we use can be made into teas, and it is not an uncommon practice, um, especially with very traditional down-home southern rootwork style that you would brew a tea, take a couple sips of it, and then bathe yourself in the tea so that you're cleaning yourself inside and outside. Very common, yeah, very common practice. But again, be aware of what you put in your mixtures. Don't just, you know make a, you know, grab any sort of thing. Um, One great resource for something like this uh, is the uh, Hoodoo Urban Root Magic uh, I'm being reminded in the chat for the group, what I call the Green Bible it's absolutely fantastic and there's a variety of also uh, free websites available from Lucky Mojo, Hoodoo at a Glance for example, it's also a great place to start that'll help to link both the sort of magical work that you can do with them. Mm-hmm. Here's what they're used for in Hoodoo, this is for luck this is for money, this is etc. But what the great thing that Ms. Kat did is that in her book and um, her resources she's also included the medicinal component Components of it, that this is often used as a tea, this is often used as a, as a sort of healing component of it. Um, so uh, the amazing book, which is this, uh, the you know, um, you know, addition to it, HerbMagic.com is right. another one that Miss Michael mm-hmm. uh, is reminding us. So there's a variety of different resources available from Lucky Mojo themselves, the Green Bible, the various websites, uh, complementary books that can all be used if you're interested in developing the sort of medicinal quality to uh, hoodoo. And I think this goes to, and I want to turn this both to you, I think it goes to the fundamental nature of what it is that hoodoo practitioners do. They are healers first and foremost. Even if it's a matter of love or money, they view that as healing that person's condition. It's why we call them conditions. 
oh, you don't have love in your life. Oh, you don't have money in your life. That is a condition that we can treat. Right. Would you agree that, that you view yourself through the lens of a healer? Or does that orient some of the work that you do? Uh, and this is open for, for Oh, definitely. 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 Um, and as a matter of fact, the first person that I had the greatest interest in healing was myself. <laughs> it all started with, you know, being very ill and not really getting that much help from traditional medicine. So, mm. and having problems that they either ignored or denied existed or told me was, were all in my head. Well, that made me go mm-hmm. alternative because, and, and interestingly, um, the alternative remedies often worked far better than the pharmaceuticals or, you know, the mm-hmm. doctor's advice. You know, 20 minutes, you know, they read, they read the form that you fill out. They look you over, they make a snap judgment, and it's over, <laughs> you know, a lot yeah. of the time. They, they won't even really do any extensive testing, and especially with women, you know, they mm-hmm. tend to be very uh, dismissive. Oh, it's all in your head, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So... That's what first yeah. turned me to herbal medicine. And from there, yeah, it was I mean, a very easy step. We to... do the same. We do the same with magic, right? Like people seek out magical work yes. when all else fails or yes. when they're looking for that alternative solution. Well, same thing with, in your case, as you rightly pointed out, with uh, health, right? You turn to alternative yes. means of healing. I just want to point out that both and it was a very easy step. Yeah. It was a very both easy Nagashiba step to get into magic to, from there. Yeah. Both Nagashiba and I are trying to link to this amazing book, which is uh, uh, restored and revised by, by Kat. Um, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be working in the chat room, but you can go to luckymojo.com slash thisamazingbook.html. This is the kind of compan- the companion book to uh, the Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic book. Both of them are kind of the green Bible, if you will, taken together. Uh, but, but, but Lady News, would you uh, – healing practice, is that what you see yourself as, as a healer when you're doing spiritual work? Um, does the approach to healing shape the type of magic that you do or your approach to magic? Um, I would say so. I, I wear a couple of few different hats, you know, um, but we definitely right, right. practice um, um, healing, you know, and utilizing the herbs and, and the, the various forms mm-hmm. and in our practices because we try to take a uh, a a an approach where we're mapping out a plan, a course of action, you know, Mm -hmm. we're trying to remedy a situation. So yes, you know, it is a type of healing both inside and out, even, even going as far as mental healing, you understand? So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, different stages of healing that we do. And it's all together, you know, it's brought together and uh, to make things manifest properly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing I want to point out, and this we can spend the last few minutes talking about this, is that when we talk about herbal work, we're not just talking about medicine that you take orally uh, or teas or whatever that you take, but that, that we're talking about a holistic approach to healing. Luminar Stark very rightly pointed out that this is stuff that you can include in your cooking, the things that you put in mm-hmm. food. Uh, that's a very popular, in fact, that's a very popular way of doing medicine from Ayurveda as well as the Yunani uh, style of medicine, the Greco-Arabic world as well as the Indian world that views food that you eat as part of the sort of 
herbal, natural uh, healing methods. So certain foods that you eat, herbs that are added on into foods, spices, etc., all part of ways of, of doing healing. But it's not just uh, the sort of consumption. It's also herbs and oils and uh, all sorts of essences can be used topically. They can be used on the body. They can be used mm-hmm. as compresses. And one of my favorite ways is using them as either salves or lotions. I very mm-hmm. much like uh, seeping or allow, infusing herbs into oils of my choice. You know, I love, I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, olive oil, um, also uh, grapeseed oil. All of them are really fun fantastic you can use it some people like coconut oil i'm not overly mm-hmm. fond of coconut oil myself it's, it's i mean it's, it's tasty but i don't particularly like it for herb work but you can infuse these oils into those herbs you can make combine a series of herbs that you like that you think are good for you that you've looked up and you know understand their medicinal qualities you can infuse them into the oils themselves you can also use beeswax melt a little bit of beeswax into the oil and turn it into a salve um, which is which will uh, sit for a little bit longer but these are really great ways of, of working and you know chamomile is fantastic for this calendula is really good for this a very small pinch small pinch of ginger can also go a long way. Lavender. I was just about to say that. Um, <laughs> lavender. You like you like lavender? The ginger. Well, I like lavender too, but the ginger that is the is the one oh, that I was yeah. going to tell you about. Yeah, and you can use yeah. that for ginger is an old cure. And oils. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, it is. Ginger it is also very growth. easy to grow. Yeah. It's also yes, very it is. easy to grow. It's another. It's another herb that will cleanse your soil. Also, mm-hmm. it will detoxify mm-hmm. your soil. If you can get it to bloom, also, the smell is incredible. The aroma of ginger lilies is so fantastic. Uh, and if you infuse it into something like almond oil at a low mm-hmm. heat for a couple of days, it's incredible. Just incredible. And it lasts a long time. Um, yeah. By the way, when yeah. you make stuff like this, always use a sterile bottle and yes. keep it in the dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can use Somewhere a darkened nice glass, cool, nice so much dark. the better. Yeah, yeah yes. a brown glass uh, for it is fantastic. A dark blue glass will also work really well, uh, keeping it somewhere nice and um, you know, keeping it in somewhere nice and cool, all very good. And the great thing about these salves and oils is they do last a long time. You can make one and, and keep it in your uh, cupboard for about a, a year and sometimes up to two years, and they work fantastically. They're also tied to a particular brand of healing within hoodoo that you don't see very often, um, but massage. Uh, that is the actual physical working of the body, not just the sort of relaxing component of massage, but the healing component of massage, moving the body, the joints, uh, working out tensions, and using these kind of herbal uh, salves and oils was a very popular way of doing healing practice uh, it, where I grew up in Virginia in particular, but you would find it in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and a variety of places in the United States, but it was very characteristic of Virginian and North Carolinian. 
uh, conjure and hoodoo is the kind of massage component of it. You don't see as much healing salves um, um, in hoodoo practitioners nowadays, but there are still some that do that type of work, and it is very powerful and strong work. And even if you don't do it for clients, I highly recommend it for yourself. You've got joint pain, guess what? You've got your healers right in the kitchen. You know exactly you how to blend and mix it together to deal with something like that. Uh, do salves, oils, or, or other forms of remedies besides the kind of uh, things that you ingest feature prominently in either of your works? Like, do you make compresses? Do you make, uh, yes. you know, tinctures? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I make tinctures, lotions, uh, mm-hmm. a variety of different kinds of creams and it really depends. I customize very heavily according to the person's mm. needs um, and according mm-hmm. to the part of the body that it's addressing. Um, I've noticed that for oily skin, instead of yeah. using something that is really heavy in oils, what I will use is aloe vera gel as, oh, a, yeah. as an actual carrier. Um Comfrey, if it is processed properly and very, very well strained, also yields a gel, but it's not quite as um, plump, if you know what I mean. It doesn't have as much inner gel as Mm -hmm. aloe does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's not as uh, succulent of a plant. So, but it still yields a kind of a gel though thinner. Mm -hmm. And also nowadays you can get something called allantoin, which is actually Mm -hmm. the powdered gel from comfrey roots. And it's not really that expensive. Um, If you, if this is all just too much for you, you can use something called colloidal oatmeal also. And Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. makes a really, really wonderful base. If if your skin is really, really oily and you want to find something that you can put on without it being comedogenic or uh, Mm -hmm. generating of pimples, uh, that is a really good base to use. Um, If you add some oils afterwards, let it be really, really light or a tincture is also a good thing. Yeah, Yeah, and also you can add, for example... Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. For a dry skin, then I would go to the heavy oils, especially some of those that are solid at room temperature, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I'm not that crazy about using coconut oil as the base, but you have shea butter or cocoa butter, something like that. You mm-hmm. just put a small bowl of it in a larger bowl of boiling water. Don't actually, like, cook it, but... Oh dear, yeah. I hear the music. This is a, um, this was a fantastic and you can infuse conversation. The herbs in that. Okay, thanks. Yeah. This was a great okay. conversation. Uh, I think this was a really fun, interesting topic. Hopefully we'll have a, a second part to it, or maybe you can come back at a different date and we'll continue it because there's so much more that we can talk about. We haven't even talked about things like, like soaps uh, and, and whatnot. So there's a lot more to herbal yeah, we've just than what was covered here. Okay. But this was, we've just scratched the surface, but it's a great, great topic. Hopefully it was enjoyable for all those that were listening in. We're going to have Papa Newt come in and lead us on to our next section, which will involve uh, readings and consultations.
The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Contraman Ali and Lady Muse, and this week's special guest, Luminaria Star, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is a first-time caller calling in from area code 405 in Oklahoma. This is Cutie Pie Kitty. Cutie Pie Kitty, are you there? Yes. Hi. Welcome to the show. Did you, would you like to be referred to as Cutie Pie Kitty for the remainder of the call? Oh, you can call or would you have another name? Oh, Alexia, certainly. All right. Well, thank you for entrusting us with your situation today. Now, I see that you have not had any readings with Conjurman Ali, uh, Miss Cat, or any other readers and root workers on this situation. Is that correct? Yes. All right. And Alexia writes, the guy I was friends with benefits with ghosted me, and I want want to get him back. Turning back to you, Conjurman Ali. All right, thank you for that, Papa Newt. Uh, you said your name was uh, Alexia, is that correct? Yes. Okay, thank you for trusting us with your situation. I'm just going to ask a couple questions, uh, and then we're going to have uh, Lady Muse do your first reading, followed by Luminaria Star, and then I will be giving you your consultation on what you can do root work-wise in order to remedy this situation, no pun intended. Um, so, uh, first of all, what sign of a zodiac are you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Virgo. You're a Virgo. And what sign is your friend with benefits? Um, Gemini. Okay, Virgo and Gemini. Not always the best of mix, but they can make a good partnership if you can overcome some of the uh, communication breakdowns that generally happen between the two. Um, Virgos are a very strong kind of earthy sign, and uh, Gemini far more airy and a little bit more fickle in that regard. How old are you? Roughly, you don't have to be um, specific, but roughly how old? At 22. Okay, you're 22, and how old is your friend with benefit? Younger, older, same age? Um, same age. Same age, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this over to uh, Lady Muse, who's going to do your first reading, and then we'll have uh, a second reading after that, okay? Okay. All right, great. How are you, Alexia? Good to have you on the show. Thank and you. So, you're, you, so you said you want to get him back, huh? When was the last yeah. time you spoke with him? Um, April. April, okay. And we are now in May. Yeah. All right. So I'm, cur- I'm currently utilizing the Quest Tarot, all right? And um, mm-hmm. you want to get him back. So this is what I got. The first card I got is the Nine of Stones. Followed by the Daughter of Swords, Daggers pointing in the yes position. And then we have the Seven of Swords, followed by the Two of Cups. There's your Cups, your Two of Cups. And then your, but your Hangman card is in the end. Okay. 
So what Spirit is showing us with this is that, yes, you can get him back, but it's going to take work because right now something happened to hang you guys up, okay? That two of cups, cups represents emotions, and usually when we're talking about relationships, those are the cards that we're looking for. We're looking for the cups, okay? So we do see the cups toasting. So I do see that there was a um, – a, a, a spark there between the two of you guys, but something along the lines happened in between the spark and 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 now with that seven of swords. Okay, now did you guys get into an argument or anything, or he just fell off the face of the earth? What happened? Yeah, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Okay, so the last time you talked to him and spoke to him, what was the conversation like? Because with this seven of swords, it looks like that there was some sort of misunderstanding going on. Well, the last time, like, he asked me to hang out with him, and I was, like, busy, so I couldn't, and then he just stopped talking okay. to me. Okay. So, from what it looks like, it looks like, uh, now, you said you were you busy, were you working? Because that nine of stones was the first card that failed, okay? So, perhaps he took it uh, offensively and called himself trying to teach you a little lesson. You know how sometimes people play those cat and mouse games where life is really too short and if you love somebody or like somebody, you need to go on and be with them and, you know, without playing the games, you know, tit for tat. So that's what it looks like is going on is that he's playing tit for tat. You're too busy for me, so I'm going to disappear a little bit on you, okay? Now, with the right type of work done and clearing up the, the energy that is between you guys, Okay, you can draw him back in, but again, you with that hangman in the end, you want to make sure that you clear it up, and you want to make sure that you raise those love vibrations this time when he comes back, okay, because he will be back around, okay, and then you want to protect the relationship. Do you have a specific questions for me? Mm, well, I was thinking about doing like, well, I'm not, I'm very new to this kind of stuff, so I wasn't sure if there's something I could do to make it easier or faster to come back? Well, there's quite a few things that you can do, and I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Conjure Man wanted us to do the readings first and then come back with the uh, remediation. Is that right, Conjure Man? Yeah, let's do the readings Give her some first suggestions? And, okay. And then we'll give suggestions. I think you've gotten some really uh, fantastic reading here from Lady Muse. It tells us that uh, clearly there was some emotional connection there, but it was disrupted. There is a hope mm-hmm. here, but there's also a little caution. So let's see what Luminaria Star has to add, and then we'll uh, complete with a consultation. So Luminaria, if you want to take over. Alright. I am using the Smith Waite Centennial Edition Tarot Deck. And the, I've pulled three cards. The first card that I got is the Seven of Cups. And basically that tells me that he's got too many options and a short attention span. And another bright, shiny thing hovered in the <laughs> within his vision, his field of vision, and he got distracted. And also that um, and we have the Knight of Swords reversed. He is he has got a little bit of a spiteful side, and also uh, re-emphasizing the short attention span property here. Plus, um, maybe a little bit of personal instability, irresponsibility, um, not really wanting to do the hard work of thinking too hard. And in at the end here, we have temperance. And for me, that is a suggestion that you raise your standards. 
and um, look for somebody who actually is interested in being with you in a more present kind of situation, like where he's really present for you. Do you understand okay. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't personally, and this is my opinion, okay, I wouldn't go after this guy. He's not really worth the energy, in my opinion, according to what is given mm-hmm. here in these cards. Okay. Thanks for that, Lumiere. So I'm yeah, sorry if that's, I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted to hear, but that's yeah. I I call it as I see it. You know, okay. a worker's job is to speak truth, and sometimes those truths aren't uh, the things we'd like to hear. Uh, but the things that we need to hear. And so that's why we do a root work before we do a consultation. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to give everything up right now, but it does mean that you have some decisions ahead of you that you should decide, spend a day to really think this through, um, and and decide if this is the guy that you want back. For example, I have a question for you. Were you okay with a friends with benefits situation, or do you want something more from the friends with benefits, dude? Um, well, I would like something more because I've never, like, been in a relationship, so that's my mm-hmm. thing, but I All don't right. really know. So, yeah, I understand. Look, you're young. You're still figuring things out. I was 22 once. We all we go through it, right? We're, we're curious. We're wondering. We like who we like. It is what it is, right? Not everything is going to make sense, and not everything is going to be logical, and that's all right. Two things here. My recommendation is that I would consider going forward to, if you decide to do any type of love work, whether to draw this man back or whether to uh, bring someone new, find a root worker that you can work with regularly, who you trust, who uh, you know you can you can confide in, and who can do the this work alongside you. Because you are new, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do any work yourself, but just that you should have some help along the way. I think it'll go a long ways, more than the kind of advice we can give you in the short period that we have with you. So that's one thing to consider. Now, the root work I'm going to give you is going to be somewhat generic. You can decide if you want to focus specifically on him you know, then go for it. If not, then do this as a general attraction to draw love. I'm siding, I agree with both Lady Muse here and Luminaria. I think, yeah, maybe there might have been something there, but I'm not sure if it's worth your energies to draw this particular person back to you. You can have everything that you have with, had with him plus more without any of the bad, without any of the ghosting, without any of the lack of commitment, without any of the sort of his, his uh, you know, only being interested in one thing. You could have an emotional connection. You can have great sex. You can have a good partnership. You can have all of that. The idea that you, you can't have it all is bullshit. <laughs> you can have it all. That's why we turned to magic in the first place is so that we get it all. But we get it all with a bit of wisdom thrown in. So that's my recommendation to you. But you decide, you know, what you want to do and and go forward from there. So here's my recommendation. Start off first. Get yourself some rue, some violet leaves, a bit of rosemary, and Queen Elizabeth. Also some um, uh, rose petals. What you're going to do is you're going to brew this all into a tea, Okay. Brew this all into a tea, and you are going to uh, pour this out 
uh, into a bath so that you can wash yourself. Next, what I want you to do is get some pomegranate, mix with a little bit of, of uh, red ink and a drop of your own menstrual blood. You're going to mix that in uh, together and you are going to write on a white plate that you are loved, that you find love, and that it is love that is for you and you alone, fully and totally committed to you. Now, if you want this guy, you can write this guy. I want this boy to return back to me with all the, the love in his heart and, and that my love is returned and so on and so forth. Or you can write something more generic. I want to be loved. I want to find someone who loves me totally, wholly, and completely, who fulfills me in every way that I desire. Something along those lines. Something that, that clearly states what it is you want. Not just a sexual relationship, but one that is sexually fulfilling, emotionally fulfilling, uh, you know, all, all intellectually fulfilling, all of that. Write that, whatever it is that you want. Write that onto the plate and then dip the plate into the bath, dissolving your prayer into the tea. Now, you are going to then bathe yourself in it. You're going to stand in the tub and you are going to bathe. You can let yourself soak. You can just sit there for a little bit. If you want to stay a little bit longer, I would recommend adding a bit of milk and honey. It's really good. You can mix it all together and it's very good for the skin. It's soothing and powerful. You're going to do that, okay? You're going to do that okay. for three days total three days total, you're going to bathe yourself. And every day that you're done, you're going to gather a bit of that used water and sprinkle it by your front door. You can sprinkle it on the lawn, wherever you will, just to attract, kind of put out the spiritual sensors, if you will. And then let yourself air dry. That is, don't pat yourself dry. Don't uh, wipe yourself down. Simply let yourself air dry. Then, after you've done that for three days, for the next four days, you're going to do some candle work. What I want you to do is take a piece of paper and write down specifically what it is you're looking for in a partner. Now, you can start this writing process while you're doing the bathing, and that's perfectly fine. On the fourth day is when you're going to use the paper, but you can start whenever you want. And what I want you to do is write down a very clear list. I want him to be tall. I want him to be handsome. I want them to be generous. I want them to be loving, so on and so forth. I want him to be committed to me. Everything that truly matters for you. And keep working this list to make it meaningful. Don't make it something superficial. I want him to have blue eyes, right? That's less important than saying I want him to have very attractive eyes. Right? So make it, make it a meaningful list. If you need to, spend several days writing it, reducing it, compounding it. All right, this wasn't really bad. He does, I don't care if he has a BMW, but I do care if he's financially well off. Right? So make it meaningful over those several days. On that fourth day, you're going to take that piece of paper, and you're going to place it under the very same plate that you originally wrote the ink on. You're going to turn the plate. Oh, you're going to place the piece of paper there, and you're going to place the paper of the, the plate on top of it. Get yourself a pink candle, a nice six-inch pink candle. You're going to write your name, and you're going to say, and then put a little plus, my perfect lover. Then you are going to anoint this with love me oil, come to me oil. You're going to place this candle. You can melt the bottom of it a little bit and stick it right into the middle of that plate. Around it in a ring, I want you to sprinkle Damiana, Cuba berries, 
two rose petals, a pinch of sugar, and some violet leaves. You're going to sprinkle it all in a nice big circle around. Light that candle, and as it is burning, pray that wherever your perfect lover is, they come to you, and they come to you quickly, giving you all of their love. You're going to then take uh, a little bit of uh, the herbs, the, the thing that you... Uh, you know, that you ring the candle around. Once it's burned all the way down, you're going to take a pinch of the herbs. You're going to put it into a bottle with your favorite perfume. Just a little bit, not a lot. Just put a pinch of those herbs, just a, kind of a sampling, if you will, a sampling of those herbs into the bottle. Fill it up with your favorite perfume. Take all the rest of it, the wax, the herbs, bury that in your front lawn. Take the piece of paper, keep it in your purse, and then that perfume, I want you to wear wherever you go. Every time you go out, you're going to dab a little bit of that perfume that has the herbs in there on your pulse points, on your neck, behind your ears, on your wrists. And you're going to go out wearing that perfume. It's going to be a powerful attractant that will draw to you love wherever you go. Okay. This is my recommendation. It's a straightforward working. You're going to do this candle work starting on that fourth day on the uh, – uh, once your uh, bathing is done, and you're going to do it for four days. So you have three days of bathing, four days of candle work for a total of seven days, and then you're going to continue the work by carrying the paper, the petition paper with you, and carrying the perfume and its scent with you. That's my recommendation. Let's see if uh, Luminaria Star uh, or uh, uh, Lady Muse has anything further to add to this. Yes, I got a little bit of further to add. Um, now, you know, Conjure Man Ali has a no-nonsense attitude. If the guy ain't acting right, he say kick him to the curb. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, I and I and I agree. However, there are sometimes that where there are the matters of the heart is hard when your heart is involved. Mm-hmm. And I know it was a friends with benefits type situation, but if there's a connection there and the individual just wants to be with this individual, it's going to take some strategic mm-hmm. root work. Now, you know, some of us mm-hmm. specialize in reconciliation with the hard cases, and this is one of those times. Hard cases are when you haven't seen mm-hmm. somebody in a while, the contact has been shut down, and that sort of thing. Now, the issue is people don't have the patience to let the work work. So that has to be something that you really want to think about, sweetheart, because this is not something that will be turned around overnight and he'll be fixed how Mm. you want him overnight. You understand? It's going to take some time in order to get this man where you want him, okay? So that's just something that I wanted to add. Okay, but he gave you yeah, a, a great uh, things that you could do uh, hands-on, but you want to be wise. Very okay? wise, very wise advice there. Yeah, patience is always mm-hmm. needed with root work. Very exactly. wise. Well, how long were you with this friend with benefit, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, a couple months. A couple months. Okay. Just a couple yeah, months? Look, if okay. you like this. Yeah, if you like this guy, if you like this guy and, uh, you know, you really want him back, you can use this root work to draw him back, and you can be honest with your root worker. Be like, I really want to give this one last chance. But mm-hmm. if it's only two months old, don't dedicate more than a couple months to this. Don't spend the rest right. of 2019 dedicated to this Trying to guy. If he's not back with you by the time you hit July, move, move on, Okay. Thank you for you trusting go. us with your situation. If you have any mm-hmm. further issues, you know, or you have updates, don't hesitate to call back and let us know. You can also contact any of us uh, from from air 
to assist with this matter further with you. All the best. Good luck. I hope uh, it all turns out uh, well for you. We are going to take a short break in which we have um, the wonderful uh, Papa Newt uh, come in and give us a short announcement and then lead us on to our next segment. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Missionary Independent Spiritual uh, Service, sorry, the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And I do apologize. Oh, there we go. 214. I did not get that information beforehand. My apologies on that. And this is area code 214 in Texas. This is Aurora. Aurora, are you there? Yes. I am. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. I see you were back. You were on the show back on uh, July 23rd of 2017. Um, and it's good to have you back. And uh, now, has matters uh, changed uh, since you last called us? Um, they got better. Um, <laughs> and then they got worse. Um, oh, my and I was the one with the guy stalking with the parachute over my house. And um, oh, it got so much worse. Right. Right, and I see you've had a reading with the uh, Reverend John St. Germain and Deacon Millet on this okay. situation as well. Uh, let me go ahead and give him the information, and uh, we'll see what we can do here for you. Thank you. All right. Who is attacking me and why? And how can I make it stop? I, I have taken great measures to distance myself from the abusive narcissist I dumped in 2016, but some girl interested in him launched a campaign against me, and I've had to move twice and change my name. It still won't stop, and when I report the stalking and harassment to police, they turn around and arrest me. I miscarried my baby in jail from the beating and neglect, and when I reported it, they arrested me again. What is going on, and how can I stop it? Um, I've called every lawyer to no avail. Thanks for the help. Turning back to you, Conjurement Ali. Thanks, Papa Newt, for, for reading that for us. Yeah, I, I've pulled a few cards here. I'm going to do your first reading, and then we're going to have... Uh, Luminous Area Star, do your second one, and Lady Muse is going to be giving you uh, root work recommendations uh, at the end. Um, I've pulled a few cards here, and the cards are, are not the best of cards, but let's go through them. The first is the Hermit. The Hermit tells us where the source of this power is coming from and the source of this trouble. This is an older man standing on a cliff looking down uh, with gray robes, a staff in his hand, and uh, a lantern in the other. It's an indication that the, the source of these troubles are indeed from your past. Uh, it's not someone who's currently present uh, in your life uh, or a per person who's present in uh, currently as an enemy, but rather someone that you have a connection to through the past. So the uh, person that you've dumped is the link uh, from your past. That's the, It's coming through them. However, I don't sense it's that person themselves. The hermit is an indication here of, of a darker kind of force. Uh, I should say an ancestral force, not a darker force, but an ancestral force that is involved. So um, it's possible that we're looking at uh, someone who 
has some form of uh, ancestral ally or ghost ally yes. or an ally uh, um, of the dead who who's doing who's helping to kind of bolster their work uh, and cause right. the disruptions. Uh, does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I've been working with Deacon Millet, and he has just been stumped. And he said that this girl had ancestral protection. Ah, okay. Well, there, there we go. Yeah, the hermit card is usually an indication of an older male ancestor um, uh, that is that is helping to guide the work uh, or empower the work and uh, from a distance, which is what allows this person to uh, basically have reach. Uh, to have reach into your life and uh, to kind of make it seem like uh, she's more powerful than she is on her own. This person is not particularly um, strong, but they're, they're able to kind of the, this ancestor force is involved as an ally. Not all ancestors are good and not all ancestors are uh, just and many ancestors are simply going to look out for their descendants and they will, they're willing to do kind of this work. Um, this is confirmed with our next card, which is the devil card. This shows us the Baphomet, uh, a figure who is standing on a block and he is uh, before him are two individuals, small imps from hell that are bound by a chain. And if you actually look at the devil card and then compare it to another card in the deck, that is the lovers, you will see that this is an inverse of the lovers, a dark mirror, basically making a mockery of the uh, benediction that we see in the lovers where the, an archangel is giving a blessing to Adam and Eve. Here the devil is giving a sort of malediction, if you will, to two people. You are still very much bound to this person in your past. Uh, it's going to require. Um, you're going to. You're going to need some type of work that breaks uh, bonds and connections. Uh, working with Deacon Millet is great. Talk to Deacon uh, yeah. Millet. He's phenomenal at this type of work. If you've already got a root worker, uh, if if you're looking, uh, you know, to to work with a root worker, speak to Deacon Millet. And if Deacon Millet uh, wants, you can also yeah. recommend other people as well. Um, this is also a type of case yeah. that I'd be happy to help you in as well, but talk to Deacon Millet first. I think he's yeah. best suited because he already knows what's going on, and he already has the ability to deal with it. Just let him know you called in, and we talked about bond-breaking work or ba breaking right. bindings because right. some type uh, of kind of cutting away work needs to be done because you uh, are still joined to this person spiritually. Yes? Is it the man, the man, the ex-narcissist? The yeah, the ex-narcissist is, ex is, ex is who you're linked with. The person who's doing the work, I don't believe is him, though. Um, but they're linked to him because this is a boy, this is a man and a woman that I'm seeing in this particular image. And the ancestor is male. So the ancestor could possibly be involved through God. him as well. Um, but the link is through the ex-narcissist. There's some, so I'm not sure if when you guys were together. It, okay, Does yeah. he want me back? I'm not sure if you guys... I, I'm, it's not about wanting you back. It's about controlling your life. So there's there's a difference yeah. here. Um, the, the love. This is not a lover's card. This is the devil card. So yeah, there is a connection there, but it's not a connection of desire to return this person back to me. I'm not sure if when you guys were together, if he did something, but he did. There's something that he was able to do to create this connection, and he's able to use that to get at you. So be aware of that. Now, the final card that we have is a card of hope, and that is judgment. Now, interestingly, judgment in some ways is, is also a reverse of the devil card because, again, we have some sort of powerful being above, uh, wings spread, and below people who are liberated from the tomb 
uh, raising their hands in freedom and celebration. So the judgment card follows the devil card, that you can be um, freed from this. You are going to need a lot of intervention. You should be working with uh, celestial powers. You should be working with earthly powers. You should be working with hoodoo, with powerful prayer work, cutting away work. All of this needs to play a role in breaking the bond this person has over you. The judgment card indicates that if the right work, work is done, if you call upon the right forces, if you remain steadfast and faithful, um, you will be successful, that with the right root worker, the right root work, the right prayers, the right attitude, you can break this bond, you can be free, and you can start a new life completely liberated from this experience. So that is good news at the end of this, and I do think that things will turn around for you. Um, hopefully this reading was useful, and hopefully this reading uh, gave you some further insight. I'm going to turn this over to Luminaria Star, who's going to do your next reading, and then we're going to have... Uh, uh, Lady Muse, give you some root work recommendation. Yes, thank you. Luminaria Star, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I have, starting off, I have the Ten of Swords. This is a really, <laughs> this is not a good card, especially to start off with. But what this tells me, because of the nature, uh, the way that the question was couched, I would say that this represents not simply one act of magic, but many. That each was one step in pinning you down, okay, and putting you under control. Um, and it was very deliberate very carefully executed over a period of time. Next, I have justice reversed, and that says to me that there are power links in the community. Okay? The, the corruption is... It's like there's a, a, a net or a web of people who are connected that, you know, one hand washes the other kind of thing going on. And that's how some of this was actually executed, if you know what I mean. And that's why mm -hmm. when you complain or draw attention to it, you're the one who winds up being penalized. Um, mm -hmm. The way to deal with this that is offered here is the Eight of Pentacles reversed, which is undoing each of these acts one at a time. Okay? Uh, this card shows a man seated at a workbench painstakingly producing pentacles. Okay? But it's reversed. So it's an undoing. And each thing has to be done separately. And you have to keep doing it. You have to keep persisting until you feel the release happen. When the last pin is drawn, spiritually speaking, you will feel the release. I'd still do it a couple of more times after that, just to be safe. Um, whatever spell work that you use in the form of releasing, let it be something that is done over a period of days or even weeks. And the way that 
this sounds maybe even months, you've got to keep doing it over and over again. Um, I drew another card to try and pin down the identity of who it is that is actually doing this procedure against you. Yeah. And I've got the Knight of Wands, which is somebody who is basically fire-ruled by nature, um, usually a mature male, not elderly, but mature, okay? Um, if you're non-binary, it could be somebody who is just very, very aggressive and f seems very forthright, very bright-faced, um, probably a, a loud voice, uh, very fast-moving and fast-acting, a real fiery-type personality. Um, mm. It could be that they have blonde or red hair or a very red face or are very fond of yellow clothing or red clothing. Um, there will be a lot of fire-type markers in this person's self-presentation. Could it be um, someone who's a black gypsy, um, maybe a Capricorn? Um, um, I would look more towards a fire sign, which is Aries, Leo, mm -hmm. Sagittarius. Um, there's in the picture in the card, there's a desert background. Okay. So it is very likely that this person, uh, came from a hot climate. Um, that's what I'm getting right there. Uh, Thank I think you for, that it uh, is, that. this is a hired person. Okay. This is, mm. this is somebody that they actually thank hired, is my impression. This is what were you going to say? Thank you for that. Uh, we, we do need to move on just real briefly to, to okay. uh, Lady well, there you go. Give her a little time and thank give you. her her proper consultation. So thank you for that, Luminizer. That was a fantastic reading, uh, and I think it added insights to the reading she already got. Uh, let's turn this over to, to Lady Muse and have her... Uh, consult and give some advice on what can be done. Also, uh, what can be done maybe with, with Deacon Millet, but also what can be done on her own, things that she could do herself to deal with this situation. Okay. All right. Uh, Aurora, so what I, what were with, – with the, they gave you two great readings, okay, and you kind yes. of already know what's going on, and um, they're very on point. And we know that you're working with Deacon Millet, and he is uh, one of our excellent elders to work with. Now, um, so you want to make sure that you run these things by him first, okay? Yeah. So now um, you definitely want to – Clean yourself up. This is something that you could do on your own, but again, I want you to run this by Deacon Miller just, just to make sure that everything is running parallel to what he's already doing, okay? So we have right. Rahu, Angelica Ruth, Hissa, Arigamoni, Agrimony, I'm sorry, and Ruth. Okay, that's something that you can mix together, herbs that you can mix together in a very, very strong cleansing and uncrossing bath, okay? Another thing that I want you to think about is making sure that you have your ancestor altar up and running, okay? If you haven't done so already, start building a relationship with them, okay? So that Because they yeah. are part of your line of defense, okay? And yes, you have a right to protect yourself. You don't have to sit there and let somebody slap you on the other cheek. No, you have a right to protect yourself. Yeah. 
okay? And then there's the sixth pinnacle of Mars that you can also work with for protection. Now, this is something that you can have Deacon Millet send you where he can anoint it and charge it and get it all ready for you, okay, and then send it to you. And that's something that you can wear, an amulet that you can wear, along with getting you some fiery wall of protection oils and things of that nature. Okay, so this is just a little bit of stuff that you can do hands-on to help cut uh, this individual way. Always remember when you're intimate with someone that you create what you call a uh, soul tie, and we talked about this a, a few shows ago. So Deacon Miller can really, really get with you on breaking those soul ties, okay, because it, it sounds yeah. like this individual is very controlling and he's kind of cuckoo, okay? So we want to make <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> that you get rid of the cuckoo. Okay, and then right. also you want to start building yourself up as well, building your uh, your uh, 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 as far as healing, because you don't want to take the old, the things that he's done to you, into the new. Okay, you got to strip yourself right. away from that and let yourself heal from that relationship. Okay. Yes. And well, yeah, I was not even intimate with him at all it was just about a four month relationship so I just can't you know believe all that's what's went on but um you know you never and, intimate with him no kidding never I, I absolutely refused I refused and yeah um oh, wow. and I know it yeah, but I, I have some good angels. I've got my Leo grandma, my Scorpio mom, good. and, good. and mm. you know, for months I kept seeing dimes, like, all over, but I was just so, like, out of it. I didn't know, uh-huh. like, I mean, I, and, you know, but I haven't done any graveyard work. I was going to talk to Deacon first, but, I mean, ever since December I started yeah. seeing dimes everywhere. Does that mean yeah, you that should I definitely be graveyard speaking... work? You should speak to Deacon Millet. He'll tell you specifically if you need to do that type of work. But for now, follow what Lady Hughes has been telling you with this. Yeah. I mean, this this is a powerful all ancestral work. You mentioned that you've got yeah. strong ancestors. Lady Lady Muse hit that nail right on the head when she said, yes. "Have your ancestral altar up." She knew it, she she felt those ancestors when she said that yes. because that's why mm-hmm. she would give that recommendation. If you have powerful ancestors on your side, which is why we put up those altars, then you are in a far more protective position, um, especially mm-hmm. since you're doing some type of and there's a sort of ancestral war going on. Uh, you know, with this yeah. other ancestor that's do, doing something against you. But also right. there's some really powerful, powerful herbs that she recommended for you that yeah. are really good yeah. for cleansing, really good for uprooting this type of darkness. You should be aware yeah. that just because you didn't have a physical relationship with this person doesn't mean that they can't create a bond with you. Some people are mm-hmm. psychic vampires, and there are some people who are able to create that sort of parasitic connection and this is what I we're sensing here is that there is still something there that needs to be exactly. cut away that needs to be cleansed away that that mm-hmm. needs to be you know kind of be broken um Kali Mojo um, goes, talks about uh breaking a soul tie this is what we're we're talking about here um we need to break away that soul tie because there is a connection there and it needs to be moved and unless it's removed you're going to see this periodically return things will get better for yeah. a little bit and then the, you know a crazy narcissistic ex uh, exerts his influence back in your life again. 
We are right. obsessive behavior. This is obsessive it's behavior. It's very obsessive. It is. Yeah. Now, I didn't. Um, I wasn't asked to throw the cards, but this is what I had laying down while we were doing the remedy. I got the nine of swords, followed by the star card, and then the father of cups, the daggers are pointing in the yes position. So this individual does like you, did like you, and still, you know, is obsessed with you. Some kind of way. Also, he may not also, have been able to. He is upset. We, yes. We are out of time. We are out of time. We, I thank you for trusting us with your situation. Uh, we do wish you all the best uh, on this and, and hope that Deacon Miller and you are able to move forward. I think we all got the strong sense that as tough as this war is, you will be successful in the end. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to have Papa Newt lead us on to our next section. have a quick uh, break with uh, uh, announcements, and Papa Newt is going to lead us on to our uh, free spell. So we're going to have a quick quick break for announcements. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Luminaria Star in the great state of Maine. Take it away, Luminaria Star. All righty. Um... Now, because of the nature of the subject matter, I have decided to do something a little bit different than the usual free spell, in that this is a very, very simple recipe that can be customized for your body's needs. That is an actual, it will produce a product that will help your skin and also still have spiritual properties. Um, The first thing, the first version of this that I'm going to offer is actually for the most serious condition that this kind of thing is tailored to, and that is cracked skin, especially on your feet or your hands. Things that you will need, uh, you will need a very large bowl, a much smaller bowl, hello, Can you hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. Okay. A much smaller bowl, uh, some boiling water, um, something like a whisk or an egg beater, or if you have one, one of those stick blenders with a whisk attachment. Okay. You will need something like shea butter or cocoa butter, or if if you can't get either of those, use coconut oil. Um, put about a cup in the small bowl, put boiling water in the large bowl, and float the small small bowl in the boiling water, but make sure that it doesn't lap over the edge of the small bowl. Okay? And as the solid oil component liquefies, whisk it or egg beaded or, you know, whatever you have, and put in 
four drops of tea tree oil, four drops of peppermint oil, and four drops of lemon oil, and a heaping teaspoonful of allantoin from comfrey root. It's a powder. It will blend in if you whisk it up. And keep on whisking until everything is incorporated, and then take it out, take the little bowl out of the bowl full of hot water, and keep on whisking it until it starts to congeal. Then put it in a small, sterilized mason jar that has a tight-fitting lid, and keep it in that. Now, you can use variations of this with other carriers. Uh, the shea butter or the cocoa butter is what is called a carrier, okay? It, because it carries the essential oils and the powder, the, the elantoin powder. So say you have oily skin and you want something like a, a body balm type of stuff, but you have very oily skin. So instead of using a fat or oil type of carrier, use aloe gel, which you can get in the supermarket and put in a couple of drops of the essential oils or flavor extracts or tinctures of your choice. Be very, very conservative because these things are really strong and they will irritate your skin, especially if you are in the habit of going out in the sun. So be conservative. Uh, tea tree oil is very often a very good choice to use. Use two to four drops, okay? And that will help to address any outbreaks you have, okay? Um, you can also simply use a neutral, unscented, Lotion, like body lotion or a hand lotion that you buy in the grocery store and add a couple of drops of the essential oil, tincture or flavor extract of your choice. A very good combination for the upcoming summer months when everybody is overheating and sweating like crazy is the combination of peppermint or spearmint, lemon, and a very conservative amount of tea tree oil. Uh, Allantoin is always a good addition if you have any kind of eruption of the skin or irritation. It really helps to soothe and smooth things out and minimize the appearance of, of permanent damage later, like scarring or uh, discolorations, hyperpigmentation, things like that. So there you have it. Any questions? No, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm particularly, I'm loving the aloe, you know, gel that you're using here instead of the kind of regular fats that are generally used. That's a really great addition. And I know I could definitely be going out and getting myself some of that aloe. Um, if for some reason it's hard for you to get, or you can't find something that doesn't have a whole bunch of chemical additives, use colloidal oatmeal instead. You can buy the powder in packets, okay? Mix it with water and until it is a sort of 
gelatinous goo, <laughs> and then whisk in <laughs> your selection of essential oils, tinctures, or flavor extracts. Mm-hmm. Make sure you always buy a pure product, okay? Don't get, like, vanillin, all right, or something like that, artificial lemon extract used in baking. Get the real stuff that says pure, all right? Um, when you're using essential oils, please be conservative. Just a couple of drops will go a long, long way. Make it in small batches. Make sure that mm-hmm. when you store it in your mason jar, that the mason jar is clean. Don't get it you know, out of the box from the store and then just use it. Put it through the dishwasher mm-hmm. or well, you know, you know, at, least, at least wash it carefully. Yeah, but whenever you make batch, any type of batch that you make that you put on your skin, always test it out a little bit. You know, all of this is really good for the skin, but it, you people have varieties of different sensitivities. So always test it out a little bit in a small patch and see how it feels. Yeah, and, you know, use your judgment. And I love this particular mixture of peppermint, spearmint, a little bit of lemon. This is a really good scent too. It's not just a good for your skin, but it also smells really good. That's a really good combo. It's very cheering, it's very protective, it's cleansing, Mm. it incorporates solar energy and earth energy, it sort of leads, when you put this stuff on your feet, it sort of leads you into the paths of prosperity and protection. Mm -hmm. So it has all of the components in it, and it's cheering and pleasant to smell. Yeah, thank you for this fantastic Bell, and thank you, yes, uh, Lady Muse, for joining us. We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt to lead us out, and then we're going to come back with some final words of thanks and goodbye. Thank you, Countryman Ali, and thank you, Lady Muse, for being our special guest this week. And thank you, Luminaria Star in the great state of Maine, for being our guest this week. We do invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest joining us, who will be Callie Mojo Girl in Sacramento, California, and can be found in Facebook at Girl. And once again, we come, oh, and she'll be talking about the Hoodoo Spellwork follow-up. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hill, California. You can find a Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and Lady Muse at thehouseofselfempowerment.com in Victorville, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks, Papa Newt, for that lovely outro. Couldn't have done this uh, episode without you and for all your help. Thank you. Thank you, Luminaria Star, for joining us as a guest for an excellent topic uh, and a fantastic uh, free recipe, we'll call it, uh, or several recipes for for that matter. And as well, thank you to Lady Muse for stepping into the shoes 
as guest co-hosts. It was so much fun having both of you on the uh, radio show, having an opportunity to talk to you both about such a cool and fun topic. Uh, for those that are interested in the topic of herbs, don't forget to check out the amazing book as well as its companion, the Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic book. Thanks, everyone, and goodbye. Bye. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.